All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Better late than never. Welcome. It's crazy. Fucking Anton Landers. I like, really like the back milk Yeah! Let's go, baby! Bag milk. This is Ceases. 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 Yeah! Tyler, your rem check is so fucking sexy. Ceases. Fucking Anton Lander. It's my Let's turn it down. Let's get to work. I'm late today. This is so fucking sexy. Well, it's okay. I would say better late than never is late today. But ultimately, it's kind of why I named this podcast the way I named it, didn't it? Well, I mean, ah, I'm going to give myself some credit. Just like I will also give some credit to a fine folks at the audio department. Of course, they are the title sponsor of the podcast. The audio department works to create a safe space for creativity and collaboration for artists and musicians to realize their potential and share their message through sound and story. You can check them out at 6916 82nd Avenue right here in Edmonton, Alberta. Go record your mixtape just like uh, Purity Ring did. White Horse, Shout Out 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 Out, Striker, Royal Tusk, The Dungarees, and many, many others. That's where you belong. The audio department. You've got creativity. Get it out of you. Got it? Good. Of course you do. Right? Right. Lots to get to today on the podcast. 
we are a little bit later than normal, so I'm not going to get too, too much into tonight's Oilers game versus the Los Angeles Kings. Of course, this is the first time that the Oilers have played the Kings since the Game 7 win in the first round of the playoffs. Of course, I was there. Uh, Connor McDavid did his thing, made the Kings look stupid. They ultimately got shut out. The Oilers moved on. They eventually beat the Flames. It was a great time. Remember, it wasn't that long ago. It really wasn't that long ago. And that's why I'm so excited about it. I'm so, so excited about it. And you should be too. Just kidding. But tonight, of course, I'm picking a 4-2 win over the Los Angeles Kings in the GDB and game notes today. Jason Greger talked about how the Oilers need to take advantage of a Kings team that is just, they just haven't had very good goaltending lately. And if there's one thing we know about the Oilers, what looks to be an advantage on paper doesn't always turn into said advantage on the ice, but we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. We'll get more to that in the news. Uh, I want to start off this week's podcast by asking ahead. Well, there's two things here. I'm going to get to this week's question of the week, which is, What foods do you like that just other people think are gross? You're not hiding them. You're eating them in plain sight. People just think they're gross. The reason I asked this is I was at the grocery store with my missus this past week. And I was just like, I don't know why. I just really want a bologna sandwich. I know they're not good for me. Don't get it twisted. I know that eating bologna is not going to turn me into some kind of Adonis or give me all the nutrients that my body probably needs and craves. No, it's just going to give me a salty hot dog-like sandwich that I understand is not great for me in terms of my health. However, when it came to my missus, she was just grossed out by me. She's like, I can't believe that's what you're craving right now. A, A bologna sandwich? Get out of here with that. So it just made me think, like, what else do you like? What do you like to eat that you probably take shit for, you know? So I got a bunch of great answers here on Twitter. I imagine we're going to get to some of those in the uh, voicemail. The first one that stuck out to me is from Cody. Some liverwurst spread on fresh Ritz Ritz crackers is just scrumptious. Even his delivery of his love of liverwurst is. He included a picture. I've had liverwurst many, many times. I also appreciate that. It seems like any kind of pate slash mashed up meat people are not really into uh teddy says cold jasmine rice with soy sriracha and diced pickles (laughs) one more time cold jasmine rice with soy sauce sriracha and diced pickles that is an aggressive snack i don't care who you are i really don't care who you are i've just i've got i've got well i've got questions the, the the first part of it I can get behind. The jasmine rice with soy and sriracha, that's just a staple. But when you throw diced pickles in there, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, what else do I got on this list? Uh, from Antfly, also sarti- sardines on buttered toast is something I very much enjoy on occasion. I blame my dad for it. See, that I appreciate because you know what it is? If you can blame your dad for something, well, that just changes the whole thing. Like, I would love to blame my dad for my love of bologna, but he, I mean, he just didn't have anything to do with it, you know? Uh, I got another one. This one's from Buffy McGail. French toast and cheese whiz, fight me, syrup sucks. 
<laughs> Syrup sucks, really? I don't know about that. <laughs> cheese Whiz? I love Cheese Whiz too. I would actually just classify that as his own entry into this bit. Cheese Whiz is like, what's the, what's the general joke? Is it two products away from being plastic? I don't exactly know where it is on the plastic to cheese scale, but I know that there's more, it's closer to plastic than it is to cheese. So there's a whole lot in there to enjoy. Connor McDevin says maple leaf Vienna sausages there in a can. <laughs> so I was like, what? He's just like, man, they're just like bologna. That's fair enough. Greasy Selly says beets, red beets. That is all. And I just, I just don't believe it. I just don't believe it. Thai guy adds in craft dinner with various add-ons, pepper, ketchup, salsa, wieners, ham, sausage, or whatever. I need to know from Thai guy, like follow this up. Pepper, ketchup, salsa, wieners, ham, sausage, or whatever. What combination of those are you putting in at the same time? I can't imagine you're putting pepper, ketchup, and salsa in your craft dinner all at once. I, I mean, I hope not. My brain can't take that, can't understand it. That's why I think there's a combination of here. You've got some kind of a la carte situation that I don't understand. Pepper, ketchup, salsa, wieners, ham, sausage, or whatever. So I'm looking forward to the voicemails. I guarantee some of you have got some in there. I even see a voicemail from my birthday boy, Waz, turns 26 today. I know he's going to say something stupid. I understand that when Waz jumps into the voicemail and he's chiming in on this week's question of the week, he's going to say something stupid. That's what I'm expecting. That is what I'm expecting. But that also leads me into something else that I got this week and leads into next week's question, actually. What's the coolest thing in your house? I'm not talking about something expensive. It can be expensive if you want to share that. But like, I'm not talking about that. Just a cool thing you have in your house, be it a gadget or a knickknack or something you just enjoy. And the reason this comes to mind is... If you don't know, I love fiddling with instruments in my house. It's just one of my favorite things to do. It's not like I'm not saying that I'm good at these instruments. I'm not a musician. I just like tinkering. I feel like it's a good use of my time to pick up a guitar and noodle around and put some chords together in a little bit of a maybe make a song. Maybe I'll play something that I loved when I was a teenager, that kind of thing. So I live in a townhouse. So having a amplifier blasting at max volume, it just doesn't work. So this week I bought myself this little, it's kind of a, it's a, it's a headphone amp, essentially what it is. And I know all amps had headphone jacks. That's not what I'm talking about. This is a little tiny thing that plugs into your guitar. It's battery charged and you just plug your headphones into it and you can listen to yourself play. You can put some gain on there. You can have it clean. You can mess with the tone a little bit. It's fun. And for I think I paid $35, $40 for this thing. That is one of the coolest toys that I've had in quite some time. And I just, it makes me happy. Let's go, baby. And I just, I love that kind of stuff. And I want to know what you've got in your house. So actually, I'm going to change a little bit. What's the coolest gadget you have in your house? Doesn't have to be expensive. Not at all. That's not what I'm talking about. But there's something that you probably have in your house. Frank, what are you doing, buddy? You want to come in? I've got a Frank mic hooked up right now. So I've got a secondary mic hooked into my mixer that if Frank walks in, he has got a setup on the floor where he's just got a microphone where Frank can chime into this podcast if he wants. He's got thoughts. He's turned around. He has left this room. So we don't get to give it its maiden voyage right now. But I do have a microphone on my floor just in case Frank has something to say on the podcast. Maybe he's got a gadget he wants to tell me about. Frank's got toys all the time, man. 
all the time I buy this dog toys. So hit me up on social media, JSBM Bag Milk on Twitter. Hi, my name is Bag Milk on Instagram. Whatever you want to do, I just want to know what is the coolest gadget that you own. It just makes you happy. It can be $5. It can be way more than that. It doesn't matter. Sky's the limit. Just hit me up. That's what I want to know. Until then, it is time for the news. The news I'm going to start with this week doesn't have anything to do with the Edmonton Oilers at all. No, it has to do with Twitter. Last week, I talked to you about my verification process. It's just funny that Elon keeps fucking shit up. He's already taken away the verification process where all of us with $8, we went and got our blue check marks because hell broke loose this past week. There was all kinds of things happening. There were all kinds of errors happening. There were all kinds of people taking advantage of this $8 instant verification. And Elon made a bed. And now he's going to have to sleep on it. And I think it is amazing some of the parodies that have come out over um, over this past week because of that $8 verification. Um, one of them, there was, there was a couple that I liked and they were just disrespectful, but I'll share them with you because nobody listens to this podcast anyway. That's just, that's, a, that's actually a lie. A lot of people listen to it. I, I don't really understand why a lot of people listen to this podcast, but it is true. So one of my favorites was there was a fake OJ account. It just said, you know, I did that shit. <laughs> it's like, it's so dumb. But it made me laugh because it got retweeted so many times. But like there was also real businesses that ran into issues because of Elon not thinking about how bad of an idea this was. And the first one that comes to mind was a fake tweet sparked panic at Eli Lilly, who is a drug producer, may have cost Twitter millions, but did cost Eli Lilly countless dollars countless dollars i'm on an article right now on gizmodo a fake eli lily account verified for eight dollars tweeted out that insulin would now be free of course it was not the account so the real account for eli lily went out and they said we're apologizing that wasn't us it was a fake account look at the handle blah 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 but those fake tweets under Eli Lilly's name cost the company an estimated $15 billion on its market cap on the stock market. On November 10th, a fake verified account going by Eli Lilly and the company wrote, we are excited to announce insulin is free. The announcement had over 1,500 retweets and 10,000 likes before it was finally taken down for impersonation. But despite the rather middling performance in the grand scheme of Twitter posts, a host of other fake accounts were quick to do the same. So that prompted the real Eli Lilly account to say, we apologize to those who have been served a misleading message from a fake Lilly account about the cost of diabetic care. Humalog is now $400. We can do this whenever we want and there's nothing you could do about it. Suck it. Our official Twitter account is Lilly Padco. <laughs> Again, that was another fake account. The real Eli Lilly account at Lillypad tweeted in response to all the chaos, we apologize to those who have served a misleading message from a fake Lilly account. (laughs) 
How did you not see this coming? How did you not see this coming? That's what I want to know. It's just so obvious to me. And maybe it's because I, I, you know, I hang out on the internet all day and this is what I do for a living. Maybe that's what it is, but I, I don't really know the answer. I don't know how Twitter, Elon specifically, could look at this situation and be like, ah, that's fine. Any shithead with eight bucks and a credit card can do this. <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, yeah! Ugh. I had me howling all week, these fake accounts. Just completely moronic. I still have my blue check mark, but I've got a feeling it'll be expiring on December 9th because I did not renew my Twitter blue subscription. So I'm counting down the last couple of weeks of my verification, quote unquote, on Twitter, but I think it's going to be going away real soon. And it's going to be interesting to see what he's doing with it because they've already suspended the program and they're punting it to the end of the month to try and dial in <laughs> try and dial in the details on how that's supposed to work. Getting back to the Oilers. <gasps> Frank. Hi, buddy. No, you got to talk into the microphone. Go into the microphone. It's right there. Yeah, yeah right there. He's looking at it. I've got him turned up. Mm, can't quite figure it out yet. We will come back to Frank on the Frank microphone very soon. Uh, looking back at the Oilers, again, I said I'm not going to spend too, too much time. <laughs> Buddy, get that on mic at least. Can you guys hear that? Because he's just off mic and he's squeezing his little squeezy toy. And it's so close yet so far to being recorded the way I wanted to. Get in front of it. Oh, I'm trying to produce here. Okay, back to the Oilers. We've only got two games on the schedule this week. Stuart Skinner gets the start tonight. Not really going to go over LA too, too much apart from having a 4-2 win locked into the schedule. Got it? Good. That game is also at 8 p.m. Mountain. It's the second game on Wednesday Night Hockey, but it may as well be scheduled tomorrow because I hate, I hate 8 p.m. starts in the middle of the week. I don't like them. Especially after last week when every game was started at 5 or 5.30 or 6. Blah. I just, I don't. I don't know yet. I don't know. I don't know about these 8 o'clock starts. <gasps> Chris the Intern just texted me. Chris the Intern Gordeco. Do you remember him? You've been around a long time. You do. Uh, he wants to come for lunch at the Nation HQ offices, and I'm going to respond and say, you should come for lunch. I would be happy to buy you lunch, Chris the Intern. Still works at Fountain Tire. They are not a sponsor of this podcast. Free plug. Give me free tires. Um, you know what? My Alfa Romeo. <laughs> Frank, you're just off mic. Get out of there. You're just off mic. You're so close. You're so close, buddy. Ah, we'll get there. Um, Stuart Skinner gets to start. That's what I want to talk about. Stuart Skinner's getting the start tonight because, honestly, the reality is he deserves it. He has been by far the better of the two goalies. I wonder, Frank, move it over, man. Move it over. I wonder if he's going to get both this week. I wonder if he's going to get both starts. Two games, very important. Divisional games, LA tonight, Vegas on Saturday. I'm not fucking around with these two if I'm the Edmonton Oilers. I'm just not. I don't think that this is the time to let Jack Campbell work out his kinks. I especially don't think it's the time to let him do it at home. I'm not saying that Oilers fans can get a little uppity. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is we are known to get a little spicy. Just a little spicy. And if we have Jack Campbell in net at home and something bad happens, I don't want the reaction. So if I'm Jay Woodcroft, obviously not nearly as handsome, 
I play Stuart Skinner tonight against Los Angeles, which is happening, and then I do it again on Saturday. My first start, and you guys may not like this, Tyler said it on Oilers Nation Radio yesterday. Go download that podcast. He said he would give Campbell the start on Monday against New Jersey. I tend to agree with him. New Jersey's very, very good. I'm not doubting that. But you have to put him back in at some point. The other logical choice would be on Wednesday in New York against the Islanders. That would probably be the quote-unquote easier game of the week. But then he's also running into a bunch of time, almost two weeks without playing. And I don't know that that Jay Woodcroft is going to do that to him. So I'm trying to think logically. I'm trying to say what I would want to happen, but I'm also trying to think logically about what should happen. So I would not be surprised at all if Jack Campbell gets himself back in the crease on Monday against New Jersey. But in the interim, I'm going with a guy with a 932 save percentage. Stuart Skinner, Wednesday, 615 as I'm recording this. He is that guy with that save percentage. So these are games you have to win. The reality is you're chasing both of these teams in the standings. Yes, it's early. Yes, lots can change. I'm not fucking around. I'm just not. I'm not. 932 greater than 873. I'm no mathematician. I'm no rocket surgeon. But let me tell you, I am pretty good at understanding which number is better than the other. 932 better than 837 or 73. Got it? Good. Another thing that I want to mention as well is Dylan Holloway. Dylan Holloway, to me, is such an important prospect for this team. In 12 games, he's got two assists so far. He's a minus six. Man, don't really care about plus minus. But what I do care about is his usage. So let's walk through his last five games together. Against the Dallas Stars, he played 15 shifts, 11.35. Oh, you're okay. That's, you know, that's late third line, fourth line minutes. Okay. Against Washington, 6.05. Against Tampa, 5.43. Against Carolina, 15-15. The Oilers got absolutely shit-stomped on that one. Dylan Holloway specifically, he was minus three against in that game. Again, I don't really put too much thought into plus-minus, but that's what it was. On Saturday against Florida, game the Oilers won. 6-55, he was back on the fourth line. My point here is that there's no reason to be paying him so few minutes when you've got better options in a Brad Malone or maybe a Tyler Benson when he comes back from injury that can slot in on that fourth line the left wing spot and be utilized properly in that role I do not think that is Dylan Holloway and that's not to say that I don't like the player I like him a whole lot and that's why we're having this discussion I just think that right now he's playing He's playing tight, and I don't blame him because he's trying moves that probably would have worked in college when he was down there. He's still, he doesn't have a full year of pro hockey under his belt, so he's probably trying things that he knew were going to work at the college level or maybe at the AHL level. He played just over 30 games last year. In the NHL, that, that shit doesn't fly, man. Everybody's just way too good. That's the reality. So let him go work those kinks out in Bakersfield. Let him play 20 plus minutes down there. Stick him on the penalty kill. Stick, stick him on the power play. Fuck, stick him in net if you want to. At least in Bakersfield, when he's making those mistakes, it's not going to hurt him and it's not going to hurt the big leagues team or the big league team that has all kinds of sky high aspirations. The expectations on the Edmonton Oilers are so high this year. I don't think it's fair to him to expect that he plays up to the level of those expectations? Not yet. We're talking about a 21-year-old kid, and he just turned 21 in September, too. 
September 23rd, 2001, he is freshly 21. This is a very young player who's going to be incredibly important for the franchise moving forward, but right now he needs to work out those kinks and that needs to happen in Bakersfield. I know that Evander Kane is out for three, four months, maybe five if you Kucherov him, but he's not ready for showtime yet. And that's fine. That's okay. Gone are the days of the hope era. Do you remember that? Hall, Omark, Payarvi, Eberle. I almost called him Pugliarvi. Payarvi and Eberle. Those days are gone, man. We don't need our kids to be contributing this quickly. It'd be nice if they do. It would be nice if they do. But they don't have to right now. And that just kind of leads me into just really quickly. Evan Bouchard, remember, he's only two years older than Dylan Holloway. And so some of those mistakes that we're really getting mad at him about, let's calm down a little bit, okay? I don't think he should be playing top pairing minutes. He's been getting them a lot. Even second pairing. If my ideal scenario for Evan Bouchard would be third pairing minutes, power play time. Do we have that as an option with both he and Barry on the right side? I don't know. Back to Holloway, though. He was uh, penciled in, at least, to Evander Kane's spot on the second line alongside Leon Dreisaitl. Evander Kane was at the Oilers game on Saturday against Florida. His update was there's tendon damage, went down to the bone, there was artery damage, and there was a little bit of nerve damage. So that tells me that arm is going to take some time to get back. Does that give you the opportunity to Kucherov him? Frank, get on front of Mike, man. I need to reconsider this Frank Mike. I'm looking at him right now, and he is chewing. I can't... The other thing is, I it's just outside of arm reach, because I put the mic near his bed. He always likes to come and sit in his bed when I'm recording the podcast, and he likes to chew on a toy. I just thought it would be interesting if he's making sounds and grunts, because that's what Boston Terriers do, that I lifted up his levels, and he could contribute to the podcast. We're rethinking this. Anyway, Evander Kane hit the update on Sunday. It was just not good. <laughs> just not good. It wasn't. That's it. And it's not fair of Dylan Holloway to be expected to fill in that role. Not yet. Not yet. Send him back to Bakersfield. That's what I say. Uh, Tonight will be the first time the Oilers wear their reverse retros against Los Angeles. The interesting thing that I thought about this was that the NHL as a league, they only started putting these on sale this past week, if I remember correctly. And for the Oilers perspective, if you go into the Rick store outside of the arena down at Rogers Place, of course, that is the merch, the Oilers store with Rick's face right on it. You'll see that they've only got two flavors of those jerseys. McDavid Drysaddle. I get it. I get why you made a bunch of those. I really, really do. But not every Oilers fan wants to have one of those. I would want a Nugent Hopkins. Why can't I get the longest serving Oilers jersey in there? So I don't understand why they limited the runway for selling these things. I just, I really don't understand it. But at the same point, not understanding an NHL's play in terms of marketing itself is not at all uncommon. Uh, Changing gears a little bit, Philip Broberg, he is a guy that we had lots of expectations for heading into the season. He is back playing well, playing a lot of minutes down to Bakersfield. He also scored an absolute beauty this week. If you haven't seen the highlight, I will have it in the Oilers. uh, I will have it in the article at OilersNation.com for this podcast. He just, it was one of those ones where he goes coast to coast and he's got wheels and he had all kinds of things going right for him. And that's what happens when you're down in Bakersfield. You get a little bit of confidence, you get a little bit of mojo, and all of a sudden you're scoring goals and contributing at a level that we all expected them to. And 
going back to uh to Dylan Holloway, why are we not doing that with him, you know? Why is that not part of the plan? Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe by the time that you listen to this podcast, Dylan Holloway will already be sent down to Bakerfield. Maybe. I don't know. Depends when you listen. I'm doing it late today. It's going to come out right before the game starts. You know? Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, another thing that I wanted to bring up as well, um, the Oilers are bringing back their autograph signings at West End. That is actually taking place tomorrow. That is November 17th. And if you go on the Reddit, the Edmonton Oilers subreddit page, they've got a they've got a map of where everybody's listed. And that's pretty cool in itself. But what I want to talk about is just why did it take so long to bring back this event that everybody loved? I know it's COVID, but we were kind of over that a little bit last year, weren't we? Could you imagine how pumped up the city would have been if leading into the playoffs last year, we were all allowed back in the arena at that point, remember? We were all allowed back in the arena. If at some point leading up to the playoffs in the last, you know, six weeks of the season, if they had done this, that lineup would have been unbelievably long. Sometimes I just feel like the Oilers need to call me. They need to be like, bag milk, we've got an idea. We need your help with some execution because the reality is, is we just don't do it very well. And you guys at Oilers Nation, despite the fact that we give you zero support, you do so many things well, including promoting our team. <laughs> I like that button. It's a new one. Um, so anyway, if you're into autographs, I'm personally not. I don't like lines. I don't want to stand there and wait. I really don't. I also don't have anything to say to players that are at this point some in some cases 15 years younger than me uh, i don't really have a lot to say so you won't see me there but i'm happy for all of you lastly to wrap up the news there's a couple of nation events that i want to talk about brunch for ben at soho on the 26th that's a brunch party 26 soho game against new york we are opening up at 10 a.m at soho we're gonna have a get together a viewing party there's gonna be all kinds of activities there's gonna be giveaways there's gonna be draws it is an all ages event so you can bring the kids we're going to have a coloring contest for kids. I might just win it myself. Yes, I'm 37 years old, but that doesn't mean I can't win the coloring contest for children. I might be judging this coloring contest. I've in, I've inserted myself into that role. I may just pick myself because the prizes are cool. Shout out to all of our sponsors and partners that are joining us in making this a special event and all of you for buying tickets already. This thing is going to sell out in two seconds. If you want to come, to the viewing party, the brunch party on the 26th. Go to nationgear.ca right now and get your tickets because I promise you, this is going to sell out. You are going to miss it. And it's just for a great cause. We're working with the Stelter family. We're raising money. We're going to give it to them for a charity of their choice. And I all I truly believe this is going to be one of those events where we just look back at it. We just had the best time. We raised some money for an amazing cause and we all got together and watched a hockey game. There's nothing better than that. NationGear.ca. You will also see on NationGear.ca the Nation Vacation to Toronto presented by AMA Travel. We are going to Toronto in March. That is a three-day trip in and out. Not only are we going to watch a Hockey Night in Canada game in primetime, Oilers versus Laughs on a Saturday night. Doesn't get better than that. We will be sitting in a box at Scotiabank Place. All the food. Jay picked up the menu. All of that is going to be included. You're going to have to buy your drinks. There's going to be a cash bar right in the suite for us, but all the food is going to be covered. We are also staying at a fancy hotel. This trip's a little bougie, baby. It's a little bougie, and I'm excited about it. So if you want to get on this one, I promise, just like the Vegas trip I told you about, I said, hey, 
if you want to come to Vegas with us in January, you should probably go and buy that trip now. It will sell out. But bagged milk. I don't think I want to come. I will just wait and see how it happens. Well, let me tell you what happened. It sold out. And you missed it. Now you have to go to Vegas on your own dime and find a way to meet us there. That's possible too. Toronto, I encourage you to come with us. It's going to be spent spectacular is what I was going to say. That's not even a word. It's going to be that good that I'm making up words to describe it. That's how good this trip to Toronto is presented by our friends at AMA Travel. And it is that we wrap up the news for the audio department. The news! (laughs) Kinda. I guess that was kind of the news. More of an opinion piece, really. But it's brought to you by the audio department. Go check them out at theaudiodepartment.ca. Got it. You're listening to Better Late Than Never with Bagged Milk. I would suggest you like and subscribe right now. Otherwise, <clears throat> the puppy gets it. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. For my friends at Betway, it is time to talk a couple of the bets of the week. If you want to know what I'm doing, let me bring you in on something your boy Bag Milk has been cashing in over and over and over and over again this season. The Edmonton Oilers are giving up a ton of power play goals. We know this. The PK has not been good. On the flip side, the power play, as expected, very good. So... What's the play here? Let me tell you, friends. Over at Betway, they've got one that's over one and a half total power play goals. Doesn't matter who scores them. We just need two in the game. Let me tell you that I've been hitting this thing almost every single game. Whether or not it's the Oilers that just get two power play goals on their own, the other team gets two power play goals on their own, or an aggregate we're getting multiple power play goals. I'm telling you, this thing... 
is free money in your jeans. And if you go over to Betway, that's the one I'm leaning in on tonight. Los Angeles Kings, and I'll probably do the same thing on Sunday, or Saturday, I should say, against Vegas. If the PK does not improve, you know your boy is going to keep taking advantage of it. If the Oilers are going to give up countless goals on the penalty kill, I am going to make money from this. If they are going to keep scoring goals on the power play like they have been in combination with a terrible PK, well, let me tell you what happens. I make money. Check it out at Betway. I encourage you to jump in on this with me. If you are a better bet better with some of these smart plays, and if you got a play that's working like this too, hit me up. Hit me up. Let's share the wealth. Let's make each other a little bit richer for our friends at Betway. Looking ahead, it is time for the one and only Righteous Sack Beating. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy! Righteous Act Beating brought to you by Trilogy Oil Field Rentals. Of course, they are an established provider of oil field rental tools with full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. They also provide seasonal and project-specific stations in Fort St. John, Fort McMurray, Lac Labiche, and others as the customers require. TrilogyRentals.ca Rental tools, fishing tools, coil tools, drilling tools, completion tools, all the tools you could ever hope for. TrilogyRentals.ca Of course, the Righteous Sack Beating. Oh, and I see I've got a guest Righteous Sack Beating as well from Polar Bear, so we're going to get to that one in a second. But first, I'm annoyed about the coverage we get here in Edmonton. This isn't going to be news to anybody listening to this, but the coverage we get surrounding the Edmonton Oilers is absolutely atrocious. It's It's a travesty that a national provider is giving us this product. To watch and we have no option of going somewhere else to find a better viewing experience let me give you an example tonight the Oilers game starts at 8 p.m mountain time will we get a pregame show on sportsnet that is outside of gene prince bay just doing his fantastic intro that is pun complete and maybe there'll be some props no no we won't get any of that because sportsnet does not give two thunderous fucks about any of us what they care about is making sure that they cater and coddle to their audience that loves the toronto maple leafs now i get it i completely get it but what i'm saying is you have got passionate fan bases in multiple canadian cities you are not serving them properly in fact not only are you not serving us properly, you're crowbarring Leafs coverage into time zones where most people that are following that team aren't even watching, nor do they care. So, leading up to tonight's game at 8 o'clock, you know we're getting Leafs highlights and updates about what's going on with that team, even though it'll be 10 p.m. Eastern, and most of those, fucker, most of those fuckers aren't even watching anyway. In the intermission, you know we're going to get Leafs coverage, even though none of them are watching anyway. The good news about this, of course, is that the horrible coverage provided by Sportsnet when it comes to watching a team outside of Toronto leaves opportunity for companies like ours. Tyler Uremchuk, Oilers Nation Every Day, is a pregame show that you can set your watch to. You want 30 minutes of Oilers coverage? Tyler's got it. 
You're not going to get it at Sportsnet. No, you're not going to get it with the cable service that you pay your hard-earned dollars for. You went to work 9 to 5 today or whatever your hours are. Maybe you're on salary. You're still paying that $100 subscription every single month to get kicked in the balls because no one cares about what you want. I'm tired of it. I'm annoyed of it. I wish there was regional coverage in that I don't even know how to solve it, but like if there was an Alberta only channel where we could just watch the Oilers or if you're in Calgary and watch the Flames and we actually get served content that tells us about the games we're watching, what a concept. Could you imagine anybody complaining about that? Oh, but I'm a Maple Leafs fan and I live in Edmonton and I can't hear about the Maple Leafs. You got 24-7 coverage all day, every day. But for the rest of us, we don't get shit. And I cannot wait until their contract expires because they are terrible at what they do and we've got no other options to get around it. So with that, I'm going to wrap up the righteous sack beating by saying our coverage sucks. We all deserve better. And the only option is if we make it ourselves. Check out Oilers Nation every day, regardless of when the Oilers play. Tyler will give you a pregame show. I will give you a post-game show in the B-Cast. But if you go to any of the major outlets, they are going to turn their back to you while raising a finger and telling you to go fuck yourself. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Uh, my buddy Polar Bear, he wants to chime in with a righteous act beating. Let's see what we got from Polar Bear. It's uh, Polar Bear here. Um, I got a bit of a righteous sack beating. It's not too bad, honestly. It's more of like a, like an uncomfortable nut squeeze, I guess. But um, <laughs> just now that it's winter time, an uncomfortable nut squeeze. Uh, you have no idea, polar bear, how much I love that because that is uncomfortable. It is. Nobody enjoys that. What do you got? And everyone's thinking about shoveling their walkways and helping their neighbors out and stuff. I honestly don't think that's necessary because it always turns into you're wondering how, like how many times you have to shovel your neighbors because you know you've got time. If you're doing yours, you've probably got time to do the neighbors. And, and I don't necessarily really like my neighbors that much to begin with. So like, what are we doing? It's suddenly winter time and we'll be a little friendlier to each other. And then if they come out at the same time, I know the sun, the sun's really dumb, but <laughs> if they come out at the same time and you're like, oh, you got to make some small talk now. Like we've literally never talked at all. You know what I mean? And then, or if you, if you don't do the whole walkway, cause that's a commitment. I just, there's so much that I love about this as somebody who avoids human contact at all turns as much as I can. Uh, like literally I'm recording a podcast by myself right now. I taught myself how to do this. So I didn't have to deal with anybody. You are a man of my own heart, polar bear. I will shovel my neighbor's walkway or at least a small walkway. He's got at a townhouse. I'll do it for him. He returns the favor. Do we plan it? No. Do we talk at all? No. It's just something that happens. We're very friendly by nature as Canadians, but that doesn't mean we always like it. If if you're only going like to the the property line, like what if they're going a foot over? So now you, what you got to do a foot over? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm by myself on this, but I just think it's a little bit uncomfortable and it's not necessary. So just shovel your own stuff and yeah. Anyway, buddy, take care. <laughs> you want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy.
<laughs> it's so stupid. That's fantastic. Polar Bear, thank you for that. Uh, that is everything that I and my friends at Trilogy Oilfield Rentals could ever hope for in a righteous sack beating from you. So thank you very much. Um, I mean, it just doesn't get better than that, does it? I don't think it does, you know? Oh, Reby Pirates! You're listening to Barrel Eat Them Never! For some reason, I've got a pirate thing in Northern Ireland accent. Sorry, yes. You might have heard me before. It's the donkey. Oh, me hearties! Oh, lovely. Welcome to the voicemail from my friends at Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. Go check them out at TrilogyRentals.ca. Lots of voicemails coming in today. I'm curious to see where these are going. I imagine people are throwing back to last week's question of the week. I imagine people are going on this week's question of the week. And I imagine that we're just... We're just talking nonsense here. Let's see what we get to. Plenty of voicemails this episode. We're starting off with Nick. So, Big Milk, last week I phoned in and said that uh, Sam Gagne was my first favorite Edmonton Oiler because I uh, played him in franchise mode. And that is absolutely true. But I have to give some love to someone else. Nikolai Habibulin. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if... I, I mean, I've been doing this a long time. I've worked at Oilers Nation for 15 years now. This is our 15th anniversary. We're going to have a party later in the season. It is going to be a shaker of all shakers. We'll talk about that later. I wasn't supposed to say anything. But I've been doing this a long time now. I don't know that I've ever heard somebody say that Nikolai Habibulin is their favorite oiler, so I'm very intrigued to see where this goes. And the reason is is really stupid and incredibly spiteful. So when I was younger, my dad was a principal. He worked way out of town. Left really early, couldn't drop me off for school. My mom worked at the hospital. wasn't that early, but it was too early to drop me off. So I was in this program called the BLAST program, where these people would come in, they would babysit you, and then you'd go to school. So in this program with me was this kid who was a massive Flames fan. How did I know he was a massive Flames fan? Because he wouldn't shut up about Jerome McGinley. Oh, Jerome McGinley this. Oh, Jerome McGinley that. And of course, me being an Oilers fan, I didn't want to fucking hear it. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, you know what? I'm like, I had enough. I challenged this kid to a mini sticks battle. Sometimes you got to challenge a kid to a mini sticks battle. You know, I feel like as adults, we could learn something from children and challenge each other to mini sticks battles more often. I don't think we do it enough. I like where this is going. And he's like, okay, I'm going to be Jerome McGinley. I'm going to score so many goals on you. Like when Jerome McGinley won the Rock of Shark. I'm like, you know what? Nikolai Havi wants to start in goalie for the Edmonton Oilers. I'm going to be Nikolai Havi. <laughs> and I'll be damned. I stonewalled that son of a bitch. <laughs> and from then on, for those brief years, I loved Nikolai Havi. And I still do to this day. Yeah. Uh, well... I mean, that's one reason to love Nikolai Habibul, and I will admit, that is one reason why I didn't, I mean, I didn't see that coming, if I'm being honest. Playing mini sticks, shouting, uh, shutting out fake Jerome Ginla. I mean, that'll do it. That'll do it. I'll buy it. I'll buy what you're selling, Nick. Nikolai Habibul, and there's a throwback to last week's question of the week. We must get to the chopper so we can listen to better light than ever. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Arnold? Is that actually you? Until somebody tells me that wasn't actually him, I'm going to go ahead and assume that was actually Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hey, Bag Milk. This is in response to last week's question about who your first favorite oiler um, was. For me, it was Tommy Sallow, Hmm. um, in part because I thought the pads looked cool for goalies. Uh, Listen, aren't we morons when we're kids? We really are. And I don't mean that in the bad way. I mean it in a good way. My guy's calling in. He's like, listen, Begma, my favorite player growing up was Tommy Salo. Why is that? You loved goaltending? You loved his style of play? Nah, just the pads. Just the pads. I respect it. Since he was the Oilers goalie at that time when I was um, started to become more aware of the Oilers and stuff, he just became my guy. And also, he has a very sick mask. Like That whole, like... Thor thing going on. He really did. I think that is like one of the best masks masks of all time, like right behind Cujo. Um, so it was definitely him, but I am going to give an honorable mention to, of course, our boy Ryan Smith and George LaRock. For me, mm-hmm. those are like the holy trinity of Oilers players sure. as a kid. I like that. I'll take all of those players. I will take all of those players. Next up, let's say you, sir. Oh, bag milk, it's story time. But first, a little disclaimer. I am drunk as fuck right now on my way home in the back of the Uber. Um, <laughs> Listen, if there is the perfect time to call my voicemail and leave me a couple of musings, it's when you're shit-faced in the back of an Uber. First of all, thank you for taking public transit home. We are safe We are getting home safe here on Better Late Than Never, so I respect it. So, can't wait to hear what you say in the back of an Uber. I'd love to know what that guy thought about your rant in the back of his car, you know? You're sitting in the back of this guy's Toyota Camry, and you're just going on a drunken rant to some blogger's voicemail, and the guy's just like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Remember, kids, don't drink and drive. Don't need no felonies out here. Anyway, um, but what happened to Vander Kane essentially happened to me back in September. I took a skate to the wrist after being taken down the corner. Um, oh, this is driving me crazy. I want to hear this so bad, but just like it's like he's on speakerphone in the back of this Uber. Oh, I really want to. I wonder if I can clean this up at all. We're going to work through it. We're going to work through it. Yeah, I lost a lot of blood. I got 12 stitches. Um, doctor told me that could have been the end of basically me being able to do anything with my hand if, if it had taken up nerve and the right nerve and it would have been a long surgery to try and fix it um i'm so annoyed at this uber I want to find this Uber driver and give him a one-star review, not because his service is poor or that the car is unclean, just because I can't hear this voicemail the way I want to. So, so far, 12 stitches, doctor thought he was going to lose mobility in his hand, a lot of blood, all of it gross, all of it probably what I would expect. If it had taken out a tendon, which is probably what happened to a Van McCain, it was looking like five, four, five, six months recovery. Um, and if it had taken out the artery, well, I could have died. So it was a fun experience. Um, when I saw it happen, I immediately thought, holy shit, that nearly happened to me. Anyway, thought I'd share a nice little story. You have yourself a wonderful podcast. And I'll see you later. That's scary, man. 
I don't like hearing that story. I have, uh, I played hockey growing up. I talked about that a bunch of times in this podcast, but like, I've got a, I've got a gnarly scar on my knee that was from a skate. And it's just like one of those ones where it wasn't at all problematic. It wasn't anywhere close to what that collar or Vander Kane suffered. It was just one of those instances where it went right through the sock, right through everything and just, and you just see how easily it can happen and how quickly it can happen. Scary shit all around. You guys be safe out there, you know? I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. That scared the shit out of me. I just pushed play, and it fucking that was jarring. So if that that scared you as well as you're listening to this, I apologize. I didn't know that was coming. Maybe I should start listening to these. Nah, fuck it. Hey, I'm answering your question from last week about my favorite oiler. Well, this is there's a lot to pack here. I'm I'm a younger guy. I'm in uh, my uh, last year of high school, grade twelve. I like this because last year, high school, grade 12, I like to know that I'm raising the youth, contributing to society in a better way. I remember, listen to this, fair caller, you're in grade 12 right now. My 20-year high school reunion is coming up next year. What do you think about that? Either way, I want to know who your favorite player is. I'm going to guess. You were in high school, class of 2022, so I'm going to say probably going back five years, maybe when you're in grade seven maybe six years to grade six so who's around six years ago nuge was around uh leon was around just getting started mind you um hmm i wonder who he's gonna say jordan eberle maybe taylor hall somewhere in there that's my guess let's go um so it was right around 2010 when i was about five years old i just Mm -hmm. moved to edmonton after living in calgary um where I was born, and that's when I kind of started paying a little bit more attention to hockey with my grandfather and my dad, um, and well, that was way around new just time, mm-hmm. and there's three players I can really remember following him up with, first was Ryan Nugent Hawkins, because why not, I, I always wanted to get his jersey, but my mom said no because the letters were too long. And it would cost more money. Ah, I got to pay by the number. Back in my jersey, ended up getting Taylor Hall instead. Um, and the other two guys were Ryan Smith, and I only saw him at the tail end of his career. But God, I don't know why. I just loved him. We all did. I think it's because my dad loved him. To be we honest. all did. And uh, third, well, Magnus Pyarvi, because I don't know. Magnus Pi RV. Everyone liked him at some point. Everyone thought he was going to be the next Jesus. So yeah, that's that. Let me tell you a story about Magnus Pi RV. One time I went to, I probably told this story before actually. One time I went to an Oilers preseason game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. It was a preseason game, mind you. Keep that in mind. Magnus Pi RV scored a hat trick in that game and I was convinced. I went with my buddy Mike. My buddy and I, we shared, uh, we bought mini packs together. That's what we used to do. And we went to that game. We watched Magnus Pyarvi score a hat trick. And when we left Rexall place at that point, we both thought that he was going to be the best of the Hope Era prospects. We're talking Hall. We're talking Omark. We're talking uh, Pyarvi. We're talking Eberle. I was like, can you believe this guy that they got at 10th overall, Magnus Pyarvi Svensson? He dropped the Svensson. He's just Pyarvi now, but man, I had high, high hopes. And another thing that came in that game, 
Not a lot of people remember this until you were actually there. There was a girl that uh, displayed some highlights on the big screen when she got shown up there. Anybody else remember that? Anyway, shout out to Magnus Parvey, right? Got it. You're listening to Better Late Than Ever with Back to Milk. Should you go to San Francisco, I suggest you wear <laughs> a flower in your hair. <laughs> uh, Donkey Volley, please don't ever stop. Never. I know you sometimes you DM me about Donkey Volley and you think like, Maybe I should stop doing these. Never. Never in a million years. Never, ever, ever. This is the British Air Force, and number one, uh, you should be listening to it. Better late than never. Over. Calm us down. Calm us down. Over. What the fuck was that? <laughs> what the fuck was that? I don't even want to replay it again. That scared me. Next up. Surprise, motherfucker. French fries. Um, French fries, motherfucker. These eyes, motherfucker. Just a couple of things really quickly. French fries, mother... No, not that. <laughs> Blue skies, motherfucker. Um, so I know that fucking Tyler's been shifty and he's growing a mustache without actually donating anything to charity in November, which is, you know, whatever. So my way that Tyler can make money for charity is... Once he's finished, once the 30th pass, whatever, he waxes off his mustache. One fell swoop, waxes it off. W-H-A-X, wax. Wax. Um, and then he frames it and signs it, whatever, and then auctions it off for the highest bidder. Mm. Now, as long as the highest bidder is me and the highest bidder is $3, I think that's a fantastic idea. I think it's a great idea. The other thing is... Uh, I've noticed a lot of shade being thrown on these matinee games of late, like all these Saturday early games. It's sick for the European fans, whatever. Yeah, absolutely it is. Uh, it's, it's weird for you guys. You know what sucks? I, I don't know if you know this about me, bag milk, mm-hmm. but I like to get after it. Mm-hmm. I like to have a couple, of, a couple of drinks on a Saturday night. A couple of cheeky ones. And the Oilers played 5 a.m., most Sundays. So, mm. yeah, mm. it's fucking not good. Play La Bamba anyway. 100%. 100%. I understand that I don't particularly like matinees, but I'm just selfish. I get that. I completely get it. But we always play La Bamba, no matter what time the game's at. Play La Bamba, baby! Uh, that is my Australian friend. Always love him. He started in. Surprise, motherfucker. I love that. I love that clip so much. Nathan, you're up. What snack do I crave that other people think is gross? Mm-hmm. I just like a straight up bread sandwich with ketchup. Bread, oh, ketchup. Fuck, there you go. Fuck. Great snack. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? No, man. No. No. Fatality. No. That is me. I just killed you in Mortal Kombat. It's official. You suck. That one's actually going to bother me for a bit now if I'm thinking about it. Just bread and ketchup. Oh, Lord. Emotional damage. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, Lord. Nathan, please. 
Kylie, Kylie, what do you got? Listen, Kylie, if you say something really disgusting, I'm never going to let you forget this ever at the office. So we'll see what Kylie says. Ever since I was younger, uh, at family dinner, my uncle would always put Catalina on his rice. And when I was little, I didn't know the difference between Catalina and ketchup. So I started eating ketchup on my rice, and I still do it to this day because it's delicious. It's my favorite way to eat rice. And if you are a ketchup lover, you should definitely try it before you shit on me. Thank you. That's not as weird as I was thinking it was going to get, Kylie. If I'm being honest, I don't want to eat ketchup on my rice. I just, soy sauce, sriracha, that's where I'm going. Maybe a little bit of uh, sesame oil, depending if I'm making fried rice. But ketchup, it doesn't gross me out, but I'm not going to do it either. Oh, here's Waz. I guarantee Waz eats something weird. Happy birthday, by the way, Waz. Well, bag milk, the snack that I crave that everybody finds gross is black licorice. I mean, I don't, I don't really crave it, but I, <laughs> I like, if you go into a candy aisle at any grocery store, there will be three rows of normal licorice. Then there'll be your nibs. Then there'll be like the twisty ones. And then there'll be the peely ones. And then there's one little row of dusty ass black licorice. Nobody likes that shit. Nobody. So I've always wondered, I'm like, why do you even keep that one row? Bottom of the sh- bottom shelf, by the way. Bottom shelf, that is not a prime location for that licorice. You, you Next time you go to the grocery store, you look for it. You'll notice it's at the bottom shelf. They know nobody's buying that. Was I've got so much work to do with you, buddy. It's your birthday, so I'm not going to shit on you for this. All I'm going to say is, if, if I also find out that you drink Sambuca, and like that's your go-to, you just tried Caesars for the last time, or for the first time. Now you're hooked on those. I'm not going to make fun of you. It's your birthday. Happy birthday. I love you. But be better. I do enjoy black licorice, and I feel like that's an unpopular opinion. So uh, other than that, I'm not too sure how to answer that question. Uh, is it bad that I still enjoy cookies and milk from time to time? No. I don't know. But yeah, glad to answer this question. No, that's not weird. That's that's a normal thing. Nobody's going to think that's gross. Nobody. Was, please. Well, now we know who's buying black licorice. It's Was. It's Was. Uh, Pixar ass is chiming in. Oh, we're live. All dressed old Dutch chips. Frig off, Rick. Oh, Pixar ass. <laughs> that was Lisa Evans from Play 107. <laughs> Pixar ass. Why did you leave that as your name? I just transfer all this shit over and Pixar ass. So all dress chips. So the story there is that we were going down to Calgary and we stop on the way back normally in Red Deer at a gas station just to get some snacks just to finish off the last two hours of that bus ride. Lisa one time is on this bus ride. She goes and gets one of the big family size bags of all dress chips thinking she's going to do a nice thing. Like she's going to pass them around the bus. Everybody's just going to have a handful. She's doing a nice thing. She's being thoughtful. So for that, I really, really encourage her on what she does. Very generous. However, when you buy all dressed chips and you send that down the row and it comes back just as full as it was when you sent it away, you know you have made a bad group choice. I'm not offended by all dressed chips. Not at all. I'm really not. But what I will say is that is not for a group setting, not on our bus. So, Lisa, 
I'll forgive you. But stop it. Also, another thing, and I don't know if she'd want me saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I love coconut water when I'm hungover. She says that it tastes like, uh, how can I describe this without being disgusting? <laughs> I don't even know how to like. I don't even know how to describe it without being gross. She just says it tastes like cold jizz. So I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna say it, and I'm. I don't know. Thank you, Lisa. It's been a while since we've seen each other. Hope you're doing well. Okay. Long time uh, listener, first time caller. Good day. But here's a great snack that you must try out. All right. Um, three very simple ingredients, but very delicious when put together. Snack one, Miss Bicky's salt and vinegar chips. Snack two, sour cream. Snack three, on top of the sour cream, which is on top of the Miss Vicky's salt and vinegar chip, is a little piece of beef jerky. All three down the hatch. Delicious. What? What? Sour cream on salt and vinegar chips topped with a beef jerky chaser. That's what it sounds like to me. I, you guys are all animals. I absolutely love it. This voicemail goes back a long ways. Um, Hit me. When we were speaking about things in a grocery store that make you crazy angry and they probably shouldn't. Oh, I love these. So if you're if you're missing this, grocery store annoyances is one of my favorite segments we've ever done on this podcast. Things that annoy you at a grocery store, like my list as an example. If you park your cart perpendicular to the aisle, I will wish horrible things upon you. Get out of the way. So let's see where this goes. I'm going to tweak it slightly because I'm always flying around the country uh, for work. Why the fuck, when the plane stops, does everyone feel the need to unbuckle and stand up? You can't go anywhere <laughs> for at least three minutes. Just sit down, relax. Why do we all have to stand up and just crowd this tiny metal tube even more than it already is? Sit the fuck down. I'm going to take it a step further than that. I'm going to take it one step further than that. When you land the plane and you're pulling up to the gate and everybody does a thing where they unbuckle and they stand up and they, the ones that rush forward ahead of where they are actually placed on the plane to try and beat out other people, fuck all of you. Fuck all of you. I hate you. There is no reason to rush past people. Where you're going is not more important than where I'm going or where passenger A, B, or C is going. Get over yourself. There are so we could just do a whole thing on airport annoyances. Maybe we'll do that next week or the week after. But man, airports are just the land of annoyances. I've been lucky enough to travel a lot in my life. I've been in many, many different airports in many different countries. And there is just always these little things that poke and tweak. And it's just so annoying. Add in the stress of being there as early as you got to be there. Clearing security, all that shit. Come on, we're all on edge. Let's work together for fuck's sakes. Angus, what say you? Okay, childhood snack. People think I'm super weird for it, but bananas with dipped in ranch, oh, <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> and recently found out mussels are a tasty little snack, and I've had several cravings for mussels. Probably go for another tin tonight. Okay, so there's two things here. What was the first one? 
Okay, childhood snack. People think I'm super weird for it, but bananas with dipped in ranch. That's what I thought he said. Bananas dipped in ranch. That's disgusting. I'm going to reach out to Liam. Liam does my clips for this show, and I'm going to tell him to clip that one. I'm going to give him no context. I just want to know what he thinks about it. Bananas dipped in ranch. Angus, I like you. I really do. You do great work at Jets Nation for us. But what I will say is, you need to pull your fucking life together. Muscles, though? I'm, I'm with you on muscles. Here's the thing. You get a nice muscle, some crackers, maybe a little hot sauce on there. Come on. Who's having a bad time there? We're all having a good time. Last voicemail from the hate Chevy guy. So bagged milk. I've been uh, thinking. And, oh, fuck. All right. My drink's empty, so I'm going to uh, talk while I pour a drink. I'm in a hotel this week for a work trip in the city, so drinking some fancy vodka shit. I don't fucking know. I want to know what kind of cocktail you're making. You're drinking vodka. So is it, we just talking to vodka soda, maybe a screwdriver, maybe vodka seven, maybe vodka soda with a splash of crayon. Huh? Basically healthy for you. Um, oh, I dropped the lid. Fuck me. Anyway. Um, yeah. No, um, the early games, right? Uh huh. So fuck 30 seconds in way. Yeah. So much wasted time. A lot of wasted time. All my Tinder dates say. Um, I dropped the fucking other lid. We are now 45 seconds. <laughs> oh, fuck me, dude. Anyway, um, remember last year when everyone was like, oh, everyone on the East Coast that votes for the NHL awards doesn't see McDavid because they go to bed too early and the Oilers games are on late. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what, motherfuckers? Um, <laughs> I don't have my soundboard with me, but just pretend Joe Exotic said that. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, they make the games early, so the East Coast gets a little slice of McDizzle. And now he's all fucking complaining about the early games. <laughs> I mean, I know I complain about the early games on an earlier voicemail, but that's fucking beside the point. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about you. You can't have it both ways. <laughs> um, I'm just going to drink for the last four seconds. So, Go yeah. Neck it up. We do. We're a fickle bunch, are we? The game, like tonight, game's at 8 o'clock. I've been cl- complaining about it. But if the game was at 5 o'clock, I'd probably find a way to complain about it. So that's just what we do. That's what we do. I want my sports, and I want it when it works for me specifically. I don't care about anybody else. I'm very selfish, narcissistic that way. <laughs> Everybody is entitled to my opinion, and it should all operate on my schedule. Got it? Good. That's where we wrap up the voicemail. <laughs> Voicemail brought to you by Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. Check them out at TrilogyRentals.ca. Leave me a voicemail. Answer last week's question. Answer this week's question. Get in touch on next week's question. Again, if you're listening right now, what is the coolest gadget you have in your house? Tell me about it. Why do you love it so much? Where'd you get it? How much did you pay for it? I want to know. Why do you love it so much? Again, how about that little guitar thing? Super cool. Plugs right into my guitar. Headphones on. Nobody knows what I'm playing. Well, you can hear it. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. You can't hear me shredding, though. Only I can hear me shredding. Right? Right. Good. Good. Of course. Uh, Lastly, just another reminder. NationGear.ca. Get your tickets for the brunch for Ben party that is happening on the 26th at Soho on Jasper Avery here in Edmonton. Also, the Nation Vacation presented by AMA Travel going to Toronto. That is coming up in March. I promise you that trip is going to sell out, too. NationGear.ca. 
And that for that, we're going to wrap up the podcast. Hockey game is starting in half an hour by the time I get this out. Thank you to the audio department and Trilogy Oilfield Rentals for being here. We've got open space for sponsors. If you know anybody that wants to sponsor or you just want to sponsor this podcast, hit me up, bagmilk at oilersnation.com. Until then, we will say goodbye. We will say farewell. We will celebrate an Oilers win. And we'll see how right I am next week when we reconvene. Have a great weekend, everybody. Why won't you kiss me?